0: P2Q Radio What's going on people? I would like to welcome all of you to another Q on 1 edition of the Talk to Q Radio show. My name is Quincy and this is my show. And with the Q-on-ones, what I like to do is interview people. Sometimes they can be local entrepreneurs, or they could be someone um, who's doing their thing worldwide. Um, So it's an opportunity for you to get to know these people up and close and learn their story and what gave them the passion to do what they do or provide the type of service they provide. He's the owner of the Grassroots Books and Juice Bar that opened about a year ago, the only black-owned bookstore in Phoenix, Arizona. Residing in the Grand Canyon State, please welcome Brother Ali to the Talk to Q radio show. Ali, how's it going?
1: Peace and love, family. It's going well. It's going very well. Thanks for uh, for having me on. Excited to be on and excited to connect and discuss with
0: you thanks for taking the time i appreciate it and stores like yours are a great place for people to not only educate themselves you know on culture and communities but also network with like-minded people what was your vision for the type of environment that you wanted to shape when you first started creating grassroots
1: yeah it, it was exactly that and i also want want to clarify something um, uh, it, it often gets mentioned as it's my bookstore, and um, and while I'm, I'm I manage it and, and run the operations, it is a, it is very much a um, a collaborative and cooperative venture. And, uh, okay. So the, there's an organization, Phoenix Local Organizing Committee for Justice or else, uh, is a is a nonprofit organization that has a stake in the bookstore, uh, along with we. The goal is for it to be a uh, a worker owned co-op. Um, so as we bring more people on um that that want to be a part of it long term, you know we we want them to have a stake in the business as well. So, I just always want to just clarify that because it's not it's definitely not just me., uh, it's me, my brother Shamikcus, who is the chair of the of the nonprofit organization and mm-hmm. then uh, and then the rest of the membership in that organization is also a part of the family. um but the but the vision behind it was exactly that. It was to be a a, uh, a vehicle that we use to educate our community on a range of topics, but but largely political education that we feel is just so critical, especially right now. And then a space for to build community. You know, prior to COVID, we were doing a lot of events. That was kind of the primary way that we got the word out about our store, uh, was hosting movie nights, was hosting book discussions, was hosting study groups, was hosting meetings. Poetry nights, you know, you name it—anything that we could get on the calendar that we could do in the space, we were doing it, um, just because we saw that as such a vital aspect to our growth and development as a community.
0: That's what's up. And so, do you carry certain types of books, or can people pretty much find just about anything there?
1: We we carry—I would definitely say we carry certain types of books. I mean, we are we are very much intentional about. Uh, educating the community and educating in certain areas so you, you you won't find too many self-help books while we do have them you won't find cookbooks you won't find you know um, books about every single topic that you can imagine one because we're small right we're independent and we're growing um, but two we're also very intentional so the pro- the the majority of the books Uh, that you'll find will have black authors and will be about black issues, uh, black culture, black history, uh, those types of things. But we also, we we obviously carry more books than just that, but but the um,
0: uh, primary focus is that. All right. And so with all of the social unrest in this country, are you seeing um, a lot of books coming off the shelves maybe related to race relations um, or things of that nature? Without a doubt,
1: without a doubt, that was uh, that's been something that's been very very interesting to watch. I was telling someone else, you know, as a as a bookseller, we get a a, a lens into society that most people don't get. Uh, you know, we get to see what people are reading and what is on people's minds. So at the at the uh, onset of this most latest um, protest movement uh, that, that started off, I, I believe at the at the end of May, beginning of June, or, and I might be wrong, mm-hmm. about that. it might be, end of, uh, might be beginning of uh, May. Uh, but at the, at the kickoff of it, um, we definitely saw um, a huge uptick in, um, you know, the, the raising of, of awareness and raising of consciousness level, and people just wanting to be educated on what was going on um and it 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 hasn't subsided completely but obviously you know just with like we talked about with life you know things inertia sets in things come up uh you know the NFL is back NBA is back so the distractions are coming back and um so there's mm-hmm. not as much of a focus on on those things but it is still happening and and there, there are still new books being written new books being uh coming out um, one of the more popular books that is uh, that people are showing interest in right now is called *Cast*. Um, it's a book about the caste systems, I think globally, um, but definitely in the U.S. and how a lot of different caste systems took from what was happening in America. Uh, it was written by Isabel Wilkerson, who also wrote an amazing book called *The Warmth of Other Suns* about the Great Migration. And uh, and so that's been a book that's been getting a lot of attention and getting a lot of interest um from from our readers and our customers um, but yeah, it's it it has definitely shown a um, a in- shown to increase the the interest of people trying to understand, I think what what led up to this moment, right? because it it didn't just come out of nowhere. Um, so people who are trying to unlearn the history that, that we've been that we've all been indoctrinated with and relearn the truth about, our society and the truth about America um, and how the system operates and that's that's been encouraging to see
0: okay so why is having access to black history and culturally relevant reading material so important to the black community for the black community I think it's essential I think you can't
1: know where you're going unless you know where you're from Right. And I I think also you have to you have to educate yourself to know uh, the true history, Uh, our true history, as well as just the true history of this country, the true history of the world. We've been we've been so misinformed with a purpose. Right. Like it's you you can't continue to oppress people who are who are educated and know who they are, know what they're capable of and know uh, what this system is. Right. You, can't, you can't continue to exploit those people. Um, so there, there is a very intentional agenda to misinform, to miseducate, um, to, to lower people's self-worth and self-value. Um, and so, so that's, that's, there's a very serious campaign of, of misinformation and confusion that is still going on to this day. And so for us who are, who are serious about liberation, who are serious about our, the upliftment of our people, the growth and development of our community, and empowering ourselves as well as, as oppressed people around the world, it's, it's absolutely critical to have access, to have um, a, a focus, and to have an interest in what you said, black history, black cultural issues, black studies, um, you know, liberation, black struggle, everything. Um, because it, it's not just it's, while it is black, it's not just black. It's tied into the rest of the rest of the planet. Um, but you have to, we have to understand who we are first, and understand where we come from, and and uh, and understand why we're going through what we're going through, in order to connect it to the greater struggle for freedom.
0: I think you're exactly right on that, man. I think that um, you know the way things are these days, especially when it comes to school. How kids may learn mm-hmm. about Helen Keller, but they won't learn about W.E.B. Right. Du Bois or anything like that. Right. And so, having access to that material to learn your history, I, I do agree with you, is very important. And is your store very frequented important. by um, people of all races? Uh, in the before, I, I always got to do like BC and, and AD kind of thing. <laughs> like pre
1: pre COVID, we were we were very. Not so much we were focused on, um, you know, getting uh, sales or having our customers be from their own community. That just That's just what we did, right? The movies that we played, the the readings that we did were all centered around black people. And, uh, you know, pre-COVID, there wasn't a lot of, uh, I, won't, I don't know if, if, if interest is the right word, but there just wasn't a lot of motivation um for people to to dive deep into those types of things if they weren't part of the community, if they weren't part of the culture. Right. So so prior to that, um, you know, we didn't we we, we would have some, but it wasn't it definitely wasn't um, um anything like fair and balanced. It would it would be a trickle in of everybody else and then primarily our folks, which is, you know, what we were what we were wanted to serve anyway. Um so now it with, with everything that's been going on and everyone understanding you know what's happening in the country, and understanding, being more—I won't say sympathetic, but being more empathetic, and being more aware of the struggles that that Black people have faced in this country. Um, We—we're not. Our store isn't physically physically open right now just because of COVID, but our online uh, customers—it has almost flip-flopped. It's almost been predominantly all. Uh, members of the dominant culture or other people who are other people of color um, and still obviously our are, are customers who are, who are of the community. Um, but, uh, but we've definitely seen a large increase of people who are from outside the community who want to be supportive of the business or, or also want to educate themselves. Um, I think it's been a mixture. The motivation, I think, has been a mixture of both, one of, of just wanting to contribute and help, and, and help grow the business and support us, uh, but also, you know, at the same time, we wanted to educate themselves. Um, so um, when we, it'll be interesting to see when we reopen our doors what the mixture of, of clientele looks like um, because I, I can imagine seeing a lot more others um, that want to come in and explore the space and continue to support us, continue to educate themselves in the physical setting, um, but then also definitely want to continue to service and and be of a be a resource to our own community.
0: Okay, now you mentioned reopen your doors. Uh, can you explain to the listeners what you're referring to? I mean, has, has COVID nineteen impacted grassroots?
1: It has. Yeah, we've we've just um, we've been solely focused on or solely doing online sales since the onset of COVID. Uh, I'm, I'm immune system compromised. Some of our other team members are immune system compromised, and our space is it's it's difficult to do a kind of um, you know a lot of stores are doing where you could just come in and pick your stuff up and stuff like that. Like our space was designed to be a community space. We it's it's a large open um, area where people can come and sit and read. People can bring their laptops and work. Uh, you know, you can get something to drink and sit at a table. There's couches, like so. So it is definitely designed to be a place where where you can come and and spend some time. And just with COVID, you know, we don't want to take any chances of 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 anyone exposing themselves. Um, so we we just haven't. Our store just hasn't been open um, at all since then. We're just doing all online orders or or delivery and things like that. But hopefully, as the situation improves and we find ways to better manage it and better protect people, we can uh, we can look at reopening the, reopening the store.
0: All right, that sounds good. Sounds like a nice little place to to come and hang out. And you know, like you said, you got the juice bar going on. And I know that in 2020, where you know, in a world where technology is king, it's kind of hard to get people into books like we once were back in the day so i think having uh, the options as far as um, a nice place to relax sit have something to drink and all that kind of definitely helps benefit the business and some of the tragic events yeah with some of the tragic events that have occurred to black people throughout this year i mean well over the history of time but especially this year we saw the return of the blackout day That was back in June, a day where people not only abstain from from certain things, but they're also encouraged to purchase things from black-owned businesses. Now, I've yet to ask anyone who owns a black-owned business this, but, I mean, did you see a boost on that day? Was there an actual benefit of the blackout day to you?
1: I believe that there was, and to be honest, we didn't track um sales specifically on Blackout Day um because at that time uh, that's after that was like after the everything else kicked off so we were we were seeing a dramatic increase in online orders to begin with so uh, we didn't have any identifier to say okay this was from Blackout Day or this was from you know the news that we were featured in a news article or, or this was from you know people just wanting to support black businesses anyway because that's been really the charge since um you know the protest movement kicked off that was like this is this is a way that you can give back and support black owned businesses so we um so I don't know if I can attribute what how much I can attribute to the blackout day but I can say that I know okay. we got tagged in a lot of um, there were a lot of social media posts that were saying you know we need to support Black bookstores so we got tagged in a lot of those and a lot of posts about supporting Black owned businesses so we got we we definitely got tagged in a lot we were uh, the business was was highlighted in a lot of different areas on Blackout Day but I don't know what um, attribution that had to actual orders or anything like that.
0: All right, so. One more question, and we'll get ready to wrap things up. But how do you feel about having a designated day to remind people to sustain their own? You know, I mean, do we really need a day to say, hey, frequent black-owned businesses? I mean, shouldn't that be an everyday thing? In
1: my opinion, yes. And that, that was a little bit of a, a my concern, I guess, or challenge I had with the idea of a blackout day. Um, because you're right we this is something that should be like religion to us you know we shouldn't we shouldn't um, um, have to like just like to your point we shouldn't have to remind ourselves or we sh- it shouldn't be an event based thing this should just be a philosophy that we practice day in and day out uh, just like everybody else does there's nothing revolutionary about it um or, or radical about it like you want to keep the the money keep the power keep the resources in your own community as long as you can uh because just like a a healthy body has good circulation a healthy community has to have good circulation of the of the flow of the uh, of the resources and the power within our community before it before it exits um, so, I mean, it's a, I'm not going to knock it. It's, a, it's definitely a good start. And I think for people who were not already on that or who are not thinking about it, um, you know, there's, there's levels to, to our, our consciousness and to our, our awareness, right? So it, for those who weren't thinking about it, hopefully it got them on the path of thinking about it. And it's just important to keep watering the seed, right, and keep and keep growing and keep uh, expanding our knowledge and our understanding of what is necessary for us to get from where we are now, which is a, a place that we, we had a lot of help getting to, as far as the condition and the problems that we face. Right, we have we have to be as intentional and as deliberate uh, as the people who put us in this position uh, to getting ourselves out of this position. Right, and so I think you're absolutely right. Um, a day is cool, a day is fun, a day is something that we can mark on the calendar and say, hey, this is this is what we're doing, uh, but we have to get to a point where every single day of the week, you know, that's, that's what we think first, right? And if we can't find it in the community, it's all well and good to go
0: outside of it, um, but if we have those things in our
1: community, there's no reason why we shouldn't be uh, supporting those things uh, first and foremost.
0: And I think your analogy about the circulation of the body is one of the best explanations I've heard about that. That was, that was definitely on point there. So, well, I wish I could take
1: credit for it. I heard it somewhere. I don't
0: remember where I heard it, but, but I agree. It's definitely, it definitely is relevant. (laughs) Okay. All right. So you mentioned that people have been ordering the books online. Where can people connect with the grassroots book and juice bar, you know, like online and on social media?
1: Yeah, so we're on, we're on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, just look up Grassroots Bookstore. Roots uh, is with a Z at the end. Um, so Grassroots, R-O-O-T-Z, Bookstore is on, um, is on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Um, you can reach us there. You can email us, gra- grassrootsbooks at gmail.com. Uh, that's probably the best ways to get in touch with us, and, uh, and we'll be as much of a resource as we can be and uh, And we look if there's books specific books you're looking for that you don't see on the site, feel free to request them through us directly and we'll we'll do the best we can to get them in and if uh, there's feedback, all those things you know and and when we reopen, if you're in Phoenix or near us, we look forward to you coming in to just greet us and and uh, connect with us and you know and we'll just keep growing together.
0: That sounds great, man, and I hope that you know. We can get this COVID-19 stuff figured out, so you know grassroots can get back on its feet. And um, in the meantime, people can make a. If I, I remember going to the website, and I saw that people can make a donation to the Phoenix Local Organizing Committee to support grassroots organizing. So I'll post the link of to that um, on the TalkToQ.com website on the show page. And Brother Ali, I truly appreciate you taking the time to join this Q on One podcast. <laughs> i love to talk to you at show, and I, I wish you the best in your endeavors, and, and thank you for helping to make the world a better place through avenues of education and self-improvement. Oh, man, it's, it's our pleasure, and thank you for the opportunity. And that's going to do it for this T2Q podcast. Go to com, and that way you can sign up for the email newsletter and be alerted to new shows as they come out. I'm on Twitter at TalkTheQ and that's Talk, the number two Q. So I want to thank all of you for listening to this podcast of T2Q, and I'll see you next time.